Pat was a few minutes late, but only a few minutes. Besides, he himself was rarely on time. I have to go, he said, scooping up some papers from his desk. Somebody wants my advice. Yes, said Pat. You told me. It had been surprising to her that anybody should seek Matthew's advice on the Scottish colorists, or on any painters, for that matter, as it seemed only a very short time ago that she had found it necessary to impart to Matthew some of her own very recently acquired knowledge of basic art history. Only a year ago, there had been a rather embarrassing moment when a customer had mentioned Hornell to be greeted by a blank look from Matthew. But Matthew had a good aesthetic sense, and this, Pat thought, would get him quite far in the auction rooms. It was a pity, though, she thought, that this sense did not run to clothes. The distressed oatmeal sweater which he was wearing was not actually in bad taste, but was certainly a bad choice if one wanted, as Matthew did, to cut a dash. And as for his trousers, which were in that increasingly popular shade, crushed strawberry, Pat found herself compelled to avert her eyes. Now, if Matthew would only wear stone-coloured chinos, then... Chinos, she said suddenly. Matthew looked up, clearly puzzled. Chinos? Yes, said Pat. Those trousers they call chinos, they're made of some sort of thick twill material. You know the sort? Matthew glanced down at his crushed strawberry corduroy trousers. He knew his trousers were controversial. He had always had controversial trousers, but he rather liked this pair, and he'd seen a lot of people recently wearing trousers like them in Dundas Street. I know what chinos are, he said. I saw a pair of chinos in a shop once. They were... he tailed off. He rather liked the chinos, he remembered, but he was not sure whether he should say so to Pat. There might be something deeply unfashionable about chinos, which he did not yet know. Why are they called chinos? Pat asked. Matthew shrugged. I have no idea. I just haven't really thought about it until now. But why were you thinking of chinos? Pat hesitated. I just saw a pair, she said. And and Bruce used to wear them. Pat moved away from Matthew's desk and gazed out of the window. I think that I just saw him, she said. I think he might be back. Now, he said... Out there? Pat shook her head. No, she said. I was on the bus and I saw him. I'm pretty sure I did. Matthew sniffed. What was he doing? Walking, said Pat, wearing chinos and a rugby jersey. Well, said Matthew, he can come back if he likes. Makes no difference to me. He's such a... Matthew failed to find a word. He looked at Pat. There was something odd about her manner, as if she was thinking about something... He stuffed his papers into his briefcase and moved across to Pat's side. She half-turned her cheek to him, and he planted a kiss on it, leaving a small speck of spittle, which Pat wiped off. "'I'm sorry,' he muttered. "'It's nothing,' said Pat, adding, "'Just spit.' Matthew felt flushed, awkward. "'Maybe we can go and see a film tonight.' There's something at the cameo, something Czech, I think, something about a woman who... Do you mind if we don't? said Pat. I've got an essay to write, and if I don't do it soon, then Dr. Fantuz will go on and on at me, and... Of course, said Matthew. All right, I'll see you on uh, Wednesday. Yes, all right. Matthew walked towards the door. Nobody wrote essays on Saturday night.
He was convinced of that. And this meant that she was planning to do something else. She would go to the Cumberland Bar in the hope of meeting Bruce. That was it. Matthew was wrong about Pat. Although it is true that students very rarely do any work on Saturday evenings, Pat was telling the truth, as she always did. There really was an essay to be completed, and it really did have to be handed in to Dr. Van Toos the following Monday, and this indeed was the reason why she declined Matthew's invitation to the Czech film. Pat closed the gallery shortly after three that afternoon. Matthew had not returned, and business was non-existent. This is what in the retail trade is called light footfall. So Pat, having set the alarm, left the gallery and waited on the other side of the road for the bus that would take her to within a short walk of the parental home, once more her home too, in the Grange, that well-set suburb on the south side of the meadows. Pat's parents.